All right. What's up, guys? Here we are. Uh, episode 7. Episode 007 of Cognizant Incognizance. Here we are. It's today, the 13th of November. Second week of November here. Getting ready uh, for a lot of things this month, actually. We just had Veterans Day yesterday, which... I want to talk about that a little bit, actually. I've been watching a really cool show that uh, kind of was put out to honor Veterans Day called the Medal of Honor. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, we got Thanksgiving coming up. We got Friendsgiving for some people this week. We got Friendsgiving coming at the end of the month. That's always good. And so this month we got, yeah, we got plenty of family time coming up over the next couple months. And then, you know, obviously we got Christmas coming after that. This is always a time of year when I find it the hardest to concentrate at work. I don't know why. I find it harder to concentrate around now than I do in the summertime or the fall or anything. Just November to December, that whole month, I don't get anything done. I don't usually anyway. I try to. I'm not slacking off. But... I just feel like nobody's around, nobody's at work, people are taking their vacation for the end of the year, and it's always hard for me to figure that in, or figure that out, buckle down, rein it in, whatever phrase you want to use to say, get get my shit together. Um, but it's a good time here, it's one of my favorites as well, just past the beginning of fall, full swing, about to be winter soon, which is not so great for, you know, temperatures, (laughs) but if you remember from one of my earlier episodes, I think it was episode one or maybe episode two, um, winter's a good reminder for everybody, and this is what I've always thought about winter, was that it's a good reminder that you're gonna fucking die, (laughs) Like, it's a good reminder to cherish the good times while you have them. Make the best of those situations. And set yourself up so that even when times aren't so great, whether you're literally having a hard time staying alive as a plant in the winter, or as a human, you're just having... You fall on hard times. You... I don't know. A family member dies, which just had a friend and co-worker of mine who's going through that right now, poor guy, or your dog dies or runs away or your girlfriend breaks up with you or you lose your job or any, I don't know, any kind of, any number of things that could drastically affect your life. Winter is that seasonal yearly reminder that all good things must come to an end. And we need to acknowledge that. And the more, not time we spend dwelling on that, but the more respect and reverence we give the end of all things fun and warm, aka winter, the more reverence we give that, the more it will make us appreciate the warmer months, the sunny months, the months where we can go outside without four layers on. And... The more that we can appreciate 
you know, the good things in our life when we're having bad times. It's very easy to lose track of, and I do this all the time. I've been doing it pretty badly lately. I've been trying to, it's been an uphill battle. Keeping your, some say blessings, you know, assets, the good things. Counting those, keeping them in the forefront of your mind. It's a struggle sometimes. I was walking to into Wegmans today, going to get some sushi for lunch. And my buddy says to me, you know, I don't even want to get out of bed when it's cold. I don't even want to get out of bed when in the late, like in the fall and the winter. And I agreed. A lot of people have that. I don't know if it's actually seasonal affective disorder. I'm not diagnosing anybody, but I mean, even just this morning, I found it very, I got out of bed at 8 o'clock when I have to be to bed at 8.30 just because I felt like staying in bed. Hey, what can you do? That's what I did this morning. And so, yeah, it happens to all of us, whether it's just I was tired or still hung over (laughs) from two days ago, whatever the case may be, had a tough time. And so the thing that got me up and out of bed was actually um, a reminder that I set for myself a long time ago. And now I originally set this reminder. I set it in my Google Keep. Oh, let's... When when did I set this originally? It had to be last year. No, it was... uh, No, it was earlier this year, January 12th of this year. And so, well, no. Well, in any case, that's how long I've had it as a recurring reminder on my phone. And so what woke me up is something that hasn't woken me up in quite a while. And I originally set this in my phone, in my keep, as something to just keep track of. And I did this during summer of 2017 which was when I was going through if I remember correctly it was summer 2017 when I was going through next generation leadership training at the old company I used to work for shall remain nameless shall remain proper nounless in this conversation But, so I was training this thing called Next Generation Leadership, which was basically the CEO of the company was imparting his wisdom that he's gathered over the last 10 years of doing business and essentially training us the same way that he was trained or would have liked to have been trained, giving us the knowledge ahead of time that he learned through, I mean, he's not, he's maybe 10 years older than most people that were in the class, younger than some of the people, but for people like myself, probably about eight or 10 years older. So he, what he was doing was giving us knowledge that he wished he would have known at 24, 25 and 26 years old, but that he learned through failures and trials and tribulations. And this is by no means his original these are not his original ideas for the most part 
things that he's taken from other teachers, other mentors, business leaders, books that he read. Um, but And to be perfectly honest, and anyone who worked with me and went through that same program will probably get a chuckle when I say this. To be honest, a lot of it was just regurgitated bullshit. <laughs> but some of the things that were actually very helpful that I wrote down. And so this was one of them. He divided values and basically like skill areas within your life or areas of opportunity in your life if you want to look at it that way from a more improvement oriented lens and they were, they're just affirmations that you know same result before bed after bed well i guess it wouldn't be after bed after you wake up in the morning come on, get it together um but usually i do it before bed and then i wake up in the morning and I'll read it over, usually before I read the Daily Stoic. And so I'll read these six affirmations. They have to do with health, skills, relationships, value, like the value that you provide to the world, your career, and your finances. These are your six, I forget what he called them exactly, but your six areas of opportunity to improve your life on a given day. And like I said, this will be up this morning. And I hadn't been woken up by it. I'd had to navigate it for quite a long time because I'd been sleeping in. And so I actually read this right early this morning and then went back to sleep. And I woke up again at 8 o'clock thinking with a different mindset than I usually do. Usually I get out of bed and I stumble into the shower half asleep and get out 15 minutes just letting myself soak like a piece of garbage. So this morning I got out of the shower in less than five minutes. I don't know why, what it was, but I was having a great day already. I had only been awake for seven minutes, including the getting into the shower. And so I'll share the six affirmations with you guys as well. Um, and these were all essentially goals that I set for myself when we were originally doing this. And so there were, again, six categories, six areas of opportunity, health, skills, relationships, value, value that you give to the world or provide, um, career, finances. And so my health that I made when this actually happened, and now I, I know when it has to be, this would have had to be January 2017 because I started fucking keto, man. I started that shit in March of 2017. So this would have been January 2017. So, the health area of opportunity. And the reason that you put down a goal is you evaluate where you are on each of those affirmations, what progress you've made, so that you know where you need to focus more of your attention or direct more of your energy. So the health one was, I have a cleaner diet with less garbage in it, which has been true for the most part since I originally wrote that down. Skills, my life is effectively organized. Yeah, that one's gone all the shit. My room's clean, but my life is fucking not organized whatsoever uh, relationships my energy is being spent on fruitful and positive relationships yeah I guess I mean I don't know that's kind of a wash I can't really can't really put my finger on that stopped talking to uh someone recently because I don't, I don't even really know why but 
Yeah, she's gone. She gone. She gone. So not really, not really spending any energy on that anymore as of like, say last nah, two weekends ago. So I'm not really spending any energy on relationships. Period. Let alone fruitful and positive ones. Uh, value. This one's my favorite. And this one I had, I had the easiest time figuring out ways to provide value to other people. Especially with this particular goal, which was I make at least four people genuinely laugh or smile every day. Not including myself. I can't remember the last time I didn't accomplish that. Not because I'm, I'm funny. I am funny, but not because I'm trying to be funny, telling jokes in the workplace in opportune times. But I think we could all agree, if we're being completely honest with ourselves, we're not just being cynical, as I usually tend to be in some situations. If we're being honest with ourselves, there are not many things that are more enjoyable than watching someone else smile. I think that's just a psychological, physiologically backed fact that watching other people smile releases chemicals in your brain. But again, remember the name of this podcast. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about with any of this. So, um, career? Yeah, this one's impossible. My current job is in my field of study. I really gotta spend more time on that because I am not a political scientist right now. What I do has nothing to do with my field of study. And I fucking love that shit. But, not exactly a clamorous time with a master's degree out there in the job market these days. So, gonna have to make some moves on that. See what a master's degree can do. Okay, attention span. And finances. I'm not spending money frivolously, and I've started paying myself first. Paying myself first, of course, meaning I'm putting money in my savings account before I spend any of it. Which is true. That is true. But the first part, I'm not spending money frivolously, is not very true. It's going into the savings account, it's just whatever's not being saved. It's getting spent on nonsense. <laughs> it's definitely getting spent on nonsense. I'm a big nonsense guy. I like nonsense, you know? What's a guy to do? So, those are my six affirmations. I just thought I would share that with everybody because... That's what I woke up to this morning, and I haven't... That was my alarm this morning, and it has not been my alarm for quite a while, so... Excuse me. Uh, so now I'm getting to the, uh, the traditional... So that, yeah, this is going to be a long episode, guys. Sorry about that. I like to talk. And at least ten of you like to listen... You do, and I love it. I love it. Who the hell wants to? I don't even want to listen to me talk after a little while here. But hey, you lovely people keep coming back to listen. Be very curious to see exactly who was listening, but I don't really care that much. Just curious, just a thought. Um, so now we'll go back to how I usually do this. We'll give you my my ten cents for the world here. You don't even want my two, so I'm gonna force you to get my ten if you're listening here. So, the first penny here, which I actually just stepped on a penny on my floor as I said that, was am I a little better than yesterday? Which, the more the more that I think about this, the more I realize, like, it could, it changes from day to day and week to week when I'm actually measuring when I answer this question. So, 
sometimes it's going to inevitably be no. Because the first thing that came to my mind was, not that it's no this time, but the first thing that came to my mind today, and I just went to answer that question and I a little better than yesterday, was did I get done more at work today? Did I actually like do my job better today? Which I definitely did. Had a solid day today. Haven't had a solid day since like last Tuesday or Wednesday. So that was good. And I tried to usually call my deskmate a moron a couple times a day as a joke, but I didn't do that today. So that's good. <laughs> um, so scent number two here. Here's my two cents, which you probably wish you could just tune out right after this. If I build my character and I mean yeah, I guess. I mean <laughs> that's what I mean that's what defines you. Like I haven't I haven't destroyed my character recently. I've done my best to keep it moving in the right direction, but I wouldn't necessarily say that I actively built it. I just have been not destroying it. So I guess every day that goes by that I'm not a huge murderous piece of shit rapist fucking criminal. I built my character tacitly in so much as I didn't do any shit that's illegal or dastardly. So yeah, sure. Number three, did I give my best at work? did today i did actually feel excited about going into work today which i almost never do not because i don't like my job not because i don't like people it's just because i have been looking i don't know i've been looking at my job or my responsibilities with sort of the wrong attitude and so today i got to work and i was excited to be there and i can't say that every day and i really wish that i could so i'm gonna reframe I'm gonna reframe the way that i look at it and so my fourth cent here, pre-nickel, one cent pre-nickel. Um, what did I learn new to? Well, today I actually learned that the population of blue whales in all the oceans is at an estimated 25,000, which is double what it was in 2002, the last time marine, like, the last time, or the first time in the 2000s, when marine biologists actually attempted to calculate the number of blue whales in the ocean. So they estimated it in 2002 between 5 or 7 and 12,000 blue whales at any given time in the ocean. And actually, as of 2017, it was between 14 and 25,000. So pretty much doubled, the range doubled at least. So we don't know if the actual number doubled. So I learned that, and then I kept reading through the article, and then I learned something even more upsetting, which was that in the early 90s, the whale population was almost 204,000. So I simultaneously learned a good thing, and it was a good news, bad news type of situation. Whereas the good news is the whale population has doubled in the last decade and a half. The bad news is it's still less than one-tenth of where it was 30 years ago. So I learned that, which is morbid as fuck. Number five, the scent here is the fucking nickel right on the nose. Have I made healthier choices? Which, yeah, oh yeah, I did half of my meal prep for the next like week and a half up until Thanksgiving on Monday. Did a little uh, some like a like a 
chicken and a paprika cream sauce. Made some fat bombs for snacks, which if anybody's doing low-carb, high-fat diets like keto or I guess paleo would count, anything like that, fat bombs are a fantastic snack. It's like it's butter, cream cheese, goat cheese, and bacon or salmon rolled into little balls and refrigerated. And they're actually fucking gross for the first, like, two that you eat in a week. And by the time you get to the third one, you're, like, craving it and you wish you could eat six more. Um, and if anyone's a fan of Always Sunny, they're kind of like Char- Charlie's Little Energy Balls, except less gross. But, yeah, it's still just a bunch of crap mashed into a ball. They're good. Um, and I also think I'm going to not drink for the rest of the week until Thanksgiving. Let's say that because you got to have wine on Thanksgiving. You gotta drink wine or beer during the football games on Thanksgiving Day. Like, it's just not negotiable. But, so those are two healthy choices that I've made. Uh, number six, so I protected my planet. Like, I always think about the little things that I'm like, turn the lights off before I go to bed, don't fall asleep with the lamp on. Turn the fan off, turn shit off when you're not in the room, turn your TV off when you leave the house. I always like, I think I'm better about those things than I am sometimes, but by the same token, I'm not, I'm not like, hydrofracking in my backyard so i'm not doing that but i mean yeah I, I try to turn all that shit off and if you're a good person most of the time you do like it's just it's just how you were raised i guess like protect the fucking earth little jimmy turn that shit off when you're not using it it also saves money on electricity which is good because in the end that's all generated by fossil fuels anyway so um number seven have i expressed my love for my family and friends sure 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 I out with my brother on Friday, went to the Mac Miller Tribute, the Pine Needle Soul Mac Miller Tribute at Flower City Station, so that was good. It was awesome, actually. They did a really good job. And we hung out for a while after that. And I went out to, I said this last week, I went out to lunch with my dad last Tuesday and stuff. So that's good. I talked to him a couple times a week. Eight, I spent quality time with my spouse. <laughs> always a laugh, always a big honey. I spent quality time with my spouse. Well, I don't have a spouse. I don't have a girlfriend. As I said earlier, the girl I was like very casually seeing every once in a while. She gone. Don't really care enough to figure it out, but she gone. So I got all the time in the world to myself, which is just fine, well, and good with me. Uh, number nine, do I bear any grudges against anyone? Nah. I didn't really have any bad experiences with anybody recently. Bad enough to hold a grudge. Kind of annoying with Sterling Shepard. He caught the ball. He got he had two receptions, nine yards, and a touchdown to lose me the fantasy game by one point, which is going to knock me out of the playoffs. So you know what? Yeah, I do, actually. I hate Sterling Shepard. That dude sucks at his job. <sighs> anyway, um, number 10. This is just like the most ambiguous and poorly worded question, but it makes you think. Am I content with my life? Content with what I have, for sure. Like, that's really all you could do and be content with or be happy with. There's no sense in getting worked up over something that you don't have or getting worked up over something that you didn't do. Unfortunately, that you didn't orchestrate or cause. So, um, I guess. And like I said, um, like I said earlier as well, count your, your blessings, your assets, your, the good things in your life, whatever you can. It's, try to do that on a daily basis, try to convince others to do that instead of complaining about stuff that's going on, so I guess if I could make one person, if I could help one person to be content over the course of the next week, I'll be content with my life for that week, 
um, which is good. So there we have it. Uh, That's over. It took like 11 minutes, guys. That's 11 minutes of me just rambling about myself. So um, talk a little bit as well. And, you know, if you're still listening right now, you're already exhibiting the first quality here that I want to talk about. And I want to talk about this in light of in light of Veterans Day, which is the, the quality that I'm referring to is perseverance. Perseverance. There's no R there. Perseverance. If I had to define perseverance in like a sentence or a phrase, I would say the will to continue doing what you're doing despite any obstacle in your path just the will to continue there we go i should have just said that the first time and so this is this is something very important and i'm not a big those of those who know my my politics so to speak my position on a lot of position on violence in general my position on wars for the most part pretty anti-war pretty anti not anti-military but pretty skeptical of united states military action i'll put it that way pretty skeptical of involvement in foreign conflicts almost always but veterans day i mean if you can't show respect to military veterans on Veterans Day. Show them the respect in general, but Veterans Day is the day that we've reserved in all of our hearts. Like, I don't know why it's not a national holiday, for Christ's sake. I had to work on Veterans Day, which is not cool. But you gotta do what you gotta do. And so, that's, that is something that all veterans inherently exhibit. Anyone who's ever made it through a war and come home or not come home, they had to exhibit perseverance. And so this is never more glaringly obvious as a characteristic we should remind ourselves about than it is during Veterans Day, I think. Because there's, I mean, there's, I think there's been like 10 million soldiers in forget what it is it's like 10 million people that are that have been in the military at some point some statistic like that it maybe it's probably more that sounds low now that i'm thinking about it but in any case all those people persevered through not even just the war just a training camp to get there the shit that they had to go through was probably not fun boot camp doesn't sound like it would exactly be enjoyable so they persevered through that, and then they persevered through, you know, I mean, you, you know, you get stationed somewhere, you're going going through some crap there, you know, you're maybe in like a foreign location, some far-flung world. I have friends that went to Qatar, or Qatar, however, Qatar, I'm saying Qatar. I had a friend that went to Qatar, people that have been to Afghanistan, Tokyo, like, I've... I've known people that have been stationed or actually seen combat all over the world. And so you got all the different societal challenges that come with adapting there, although you're in the military. And 
So I guess what I'm getting at here is Veterans Day has always kind of been something like that's a holiday that you should revere. And this year they put out a series on Netflix that I referenced earlier called Medal of Honor. And for those of you looking for something to watch on Netflix, this shit is awesome. And it's it's basically the story of eight or nine different Uh, I think they did all men, but eight or nine different guys through four or five different conflicts that showed perseverance. I mean, the Medal of Honor is awarded to a soldier who places his life on the line, puts himself in peril, and through his actions exhibits strength, perseverance, honor, and Basically, he goes above the call of duty. That's one of the prerequisites for being awarded the Medal of Honor. And this, so, um, I was watching a little bit of it on Sunday, leading up to Veterans Day. I watched one episode yesterday, and I've watched, let's see, one, two, three, four episodes of it tonight while I was doing things. And I gotta tell you, this is one of the most inspiring documentaries I have ever seen. I've, I've teared up at several moments because of the, the sheer emotion that the people on the screen are showing, the music, the, the actual reenactments of the acts that these Medal of Honor recipients carried out. It's astounding. These are things that, and I don't consider myself a weakling by any stretch of the imagination been through some shit but not like these people this is shit that I could never imagine myself going through and I'm sure they probably couldn't have before they started you know before they got on the path you know before they before they were deployed and they went to uh, where were they so there was I won't spoil anything I promise um, so these people have been in in wars from World War II in the battle at Cisterna. We got a gentleman that was in one of the most remote outposts in Afghanistan, trying to hold a position in the base of Three Mountains. We have Edward Carter, who single-handedly crippled an enemy stronghold with like 50 guys in it. We got Hiroshi Miyamura, who was, a Japanese-American, a first-generation American who was of Japanese descent, who just, like, they shut the internment camps down just before he was about to be put in one, and then he went off to fight in the Korean War. We've got um, a first-generation Italian who was deemed too weak to fight. He had poor eyesight, and he went into the, he went into World War II and killed, like, 250 German soldiers. We've got Another guy who held, he held a line in Korea against like 200 Korean soldiers, North Koreans, by himself. Everybody else got killed and he killed them all. And then there's a couple other ones. And these story, this last one, I teared up pretty heavily because I was like, wow, this is like raw emotion. They showed interactions with his family, meeting the, the veterans that 
there was like two guys that survived and they both got injured so they met this guy's extended family and that's all of this stuff is insanity and the things that I could never hope that I could ever do but really all the only way that I can hope to even have some semblance of decency is to at least abide by at least decency in the face of something like that is to at least abide by some of the principles that these guys very clearly if they didn't actively embody them or preach them but their actions illustrated them absolutely perfectly and so on Sunday I mean like I said last week this is my favorite month to read the Daily Stoic because of the theme of loving your fate and ever since I started watching this show that's all I could see these were people that realized okay you know what I'm probably gonna die here and I think only two of these gentlemen have not died so far and so these are men who realize like all right it's my destiny to die here most likely so what I'm gonna do is make the best out of this situation I'm gonna save as many people as I can or hold the enemy off as long as I can or do my best to just alert my brothers in arms about what's going on and how they can get themselves out I'll put my life on the line essentially because I know I'm not going to make it and that doesn't make me sad because I'll be able to save people's lives and fight for the freedom of my country through exercising my destiny so the the one I read on Sunday the 11th, let me see if I can find it, was, it's not the thing, it's what we make of it, which is, I mean, that's the whole concept right there, it's, it, the thing, that's your fate, it's not your fate that determines what happens and how you'll be remembered, it's how you react to it, and what you do in the face of that, and then the one I read, read yesterday, which was particularly poignant, the title really stuck out to me it was the strong accept responsibility and i i recalled that entry from yesterday actually a little more strongly than the one that i read this morning when i saw the uh, the most recent episode of medal of honor because this guy like the, they were overrunning his position and i'm kind of spoiling it now sorry but some i'm sure not everyone will watch it but so the the North Koreans are overrunning their position, and this man, uh, U.S. Marine Joe Vittori, he starts going from machine gun nest to machine gun nest. There's four of them on the top of the hill. His the mate in his foxhole gets injured with a grenade blast, so he can't see out of one eye and he can't use his right arm. So he gives him 40 grenades and says, "All right, just throw these down where you hear the shots coming from." This guy starts running. From machine gun nest to machine gun nest, giving covering fire and simulating machine gun fire when the people get killed. And he does this for like six hours. Maybe it's four hours. I don't know. But this this guy must have been the strongest bastard on that whole in that whole entire battalion because he held off like 200 North Korean soldiers. And he killed them all until he gets the last guy. They're carrying their dead away. He pops his head up and he says to his friend, I'll cover you 
as a joke. He goes, I'll cover you. You go back to camp. And right as he said that, he gets shot in the face. It was a goddamn travesty, but... I told you all of that to tell you this. This... This... I've felt a particular connection with this series. Not because I'm a veteran. Not because I'm... You know, I have a strong sense of duty, necessarily, to my my country because I've never served and I don't think I ever will but these men cannot embody anything more than falling in love with your fate and to just to just not not bitch about the circumstances you're given don't make excuses for yourself just you gotta play the hand that you're dealt because if you fold you ain't winning any money (laughs) And so that actually kind of related to our entry today, which is obviously today, November 13th. The theme for the month of November is acceptance slash amor fati, love your fate. And this, this entry goes very well with what I'm, what I was just saying is these men didn't, you know, they didn't complain about the what was on their plate in front of them. They ate their plate. They cleaned their plate. They ate their feet, their food, finished their meal. And most of them didn't survive to put the dishes in the sink. So shout out to the seven people I just mentioned and all the other veterans out there. Post-Veterans Day, shout out for you guys. And... Shout out to you for never complaining and never explaining. And that's the that's the title of today's entry. Never complain, never explain. Don't bitch, don't make excuses. So we've got a... We've got a quote here from Marcus Aurelius, who actually also recently watched an episode on uh, a show called Game of Empires on Netflix you know what else can you do when you're folding laundry but watch Netflix and there was a Marcus Aurelius episode about his his son Commodus who Marcus Aurelius is the great philosopher king he was a poet he was a philosopher he was a fierce warrior and he raised his son unintentionally but his son gets raised into this little brat (laughs) which is a shame but in any case so this is from Marcus Aurelius's meditations the quote goes as such don't allow yourself to be heard any longer griping about public life not even with your own ears and then the explanation goes on to say not only do even the most fortunate of us complain it often seems like the more fortunate we are the more time we have to do so. Marcus Aurelius was a reluctant chief executive, just as you might be a reluctant accountant, kid's soccer coach, or lawyer. Or perhaps you generally like your job, but you could do without a few of its attendant responsibilities. Where does that thinking even get you? Nowhere other than in his negative state of mind. Calls to mind a motto of British Prime Minister Benjamin Disraeli. 
never complain, never explain. He said this because, like Marcus, he knew that the burdens of responsibility were immense. It's so easy to complain about this or that or try to make excuses and justifications for the things you've done or haven't done, but that doesn't accomplish anything, and it never lightens the load. And that was also probably another reason why I had a why I had a great day today was to think about that. I didn't allow myself to get into a negative mood, and if I if a call didn't go the way I sh- it should have, no excuses. Go back, listen to that shit, figure it out, figure out what happened. Don't complain about it either. That doesn't get you anywhere. That just gets you thinking about, oh, well, the next guy I talk to is going to go the same way. Because you're in a negative mindset. And so, I think, I, I keep saying this over and over, November's the best month, at least to read this book. October's the best month of the year. But November's the best month to read this book. Because I have a constant reminder when I look at my chest and I see my tattoo in the mirror. But to see what's going to eventually become 30 different quotes, versions, thoughts, meditations on the same concept of accepting what goes on in your life and to fall in love with the, not the, not necessarily the result, but fall in love with the choices that you make and the fallout from those, the results of your choices that get you where you are in that very moment, to fall in love with that, and to see 30 different examples of ways to approach that inevitable acceptance is really fulfilling. And if you don't own the book, you're only going to hear four episodes, or four four of those examples for those inspirational quotes and passages but I mean at the end of the day that's not my problem (laughs) and and I say that because I mean this is this is something that I need to do to keep myself motivated if I were to I don't think I can ever stop reading this book now because if I were to stop, I mean, you forget things over time, you know? And so it's always good to have that refresher available to me at the very least, even if I don't recall it word for word immediately. I'm always, I always have that motivation to be summoned from within the pages of this book, which is a good feeling. And... So, with that, I'll leave you on the expression of another good feeling, which some of you can relate to, I'm sure. Almost anyone out there in the world, I hope everyone actually could relate to this, but because I am going to get in my bed and go to sleep now, I just washed my bed sheets yesterday, and they smell fantastic. They're all, like, crisp and fresh been a couple weeks (laughs) and so yeah I think the only feeling better than getting to read a passage that keeps me motivated every single morning to get up out of my bed and 
fucking attack the day is crisp ass bed sheets. So with that, I'll leave you. See you in seven days. You'll hear me in seven days. I won't see any of you. But um, yeah, stay hungry. Peace.